Hello and welcome to the Sandro Forte podcast. Over the many years I've been running a business, I've met many, many successful people, entrepreneurs, sports stars, celebrities, and dare I say, even royalty. So what makes a person successful? Do we know what success is? And the all-important question, can we create success for ourselves? This podcast series invites a diverse group of people to share their insights, their wisdom, and the things they've learned along the way. Based in the wonderful Colorado, Rocio Perez is an author and speaker who has had to deal with just about everything in her life, significant adversity, but success as well. Having fled an abusive home at just 12 years of age and becoming pregnant at 14, Rocio has since gone on to turn her life around as a very successful businesswoman and author of the amazing book, Unstoppable, Seven Steps to Becoming a More Intentional Leader. Difficult to find the words to welcome this guest today on the Sandro Forte podcast, but everything I know of this wonderful lady and all that she's overcome and all that she's achieved can only serve, I think, as an inspiration to all of those of us listening from around the world. So, Rocio, hope I pronounced that correctly. It is absolutely great and an absolute pleasure to have you on the Sandro Forte podcast today, listened to by many, many people, tens of thousands of people from all around the world. Sandro, it is such an honor and a privilege. We've been looking forward to this conversation for some time and so excited to be here. And, and having a conversation from a very beautiful and very sunny part of the world, unlike the UK right now. So let's let's just jump straight in because 30 minutes, I'm not sure that we're going to kind of cover everything we'd like to, but we'll try and deal with most of it if we can. Uh, the background to your life, to everything that's happened, we'll obviously dissect it in some detail as we talk today. Um, but for those of you who don't know who you are, uh, where you herald from, we'll talk about the book in a bit. But just be nice to understand the, the lady that I'm talking to today. Wonderful. Well, I'll start at the beginning. When I was a little girl, Sandro, I had this dream to become a teacher. I was five years old. I'd run around with my tattered books and talk with anybody that would listen. Most of the time, it was my Uncle Sergio, my older brother, and my imaginary friends. I excelled at school when I started school. I loved learning. I was on the ABC 123, you name it. Yet the reality was very far-fetched. I grew up in extreme circumstances, extreme abuse. At the age of five, I contemplated suicide. And by the time I was 12, I knew that I had to do something drastic. And I ran away from home. I had a choice to live or die. I looked at my grandmother in her eyes and I said, Grandma, you know they're going to kill me. And her response was, I know. And I pled to her, you need to help me into that. And, and so she did. It helped me run away. And my older uncle helped me as well. And you would guess that my parents leave town. Life was very, very different from that point forward. To numb the pain, Sandro, I got into drinking and partying and smoking. Like I shouldn't even be alive and everything that I've lived as a child. And by the time I was 14, my grandparents were taking me back and I ran away again. This time I ran away with my 22 year old boyfriend. And you would guess it, two weeks later, I was pregnant. Yet in another abusive relationship, finding things. I knew as a Latina, my parents didn't care, no family support. Life was just not in the best place. I knew that in order to raise my son, I had to go after that education. 
And I did. At the age of 15, I was knocking on the university doors. I divorced my parents so I can go to school uphill both ways and continued moving towards my dream while I was helping others do the same. Wow. And I'm, I'm looking at you, if you don't mind me saying this, I mean, we barely know each other, but I, I feel like I, I can trust you with this. Um, for somebody who you know got into smoking and drinking, you look magnificent, I have to say. Um, I, I have a religious skincare regime just to try and stop me aging. I don't know what it is you did, uh, but whatever it did clearly worked, despite the, the drinking and the smoking. Um, what did what are those those challenges? Let's call them challenges. And that's probably understating, obviously. Um, but what do those challenges teach you? And, and you know, what did you learn? Because I know you're passing on a lot of that knowledge now to other people, not just through your book, but the other work that you do. What did you learn during that very, very painful time in your in your life? That I was the only one, Sandra, that could make my own life. Nobody had the opportunity to dictate it. When, for instance, when my mom was beating on me, she would tell me, I want to hear, you know, I want to see your pain. I want to hear you cry and do the things. And I'm like, I knew as a very young girl that it was me who had to be in control of that. I had to be in control of my feelings. I had to be in control of my thoughts. And just, I even still get chills of thinking of those moments to also even know that this isn't the way life is supposed to be. I always had this dream that someday my real parents would come by because real parents don't do this. They made a mistake. I was switched at birth, whatever that was. And what I learned is that I was the one who had to do the self-talk with myself. Like, Rocio, you've got this, you can do this. Keep moving forward. And let me tell you, some days were rough and there were they were not pretty at all. Having to get up at three o'clock in the morning after I went to bed at midnight, having to do a number of things, be walking down the street with a baby, two-year-old baby in my arms, in the snow, fully covered with a backpack. That's heavy enough as it is. And I forget, you know, backpacks are heavy. Now a baby, a diaper bag in life. What I learned was that persistence, that I was the only one that could walk that path. Nobody could walk it for me. Nobody can tell me what it was like. As a matter of fact, there was nobody there to guide me. I had to be the one to create my own reality and create my own roadmap. Wow. Um, I, I, I've, I've got a, a story to tell of my own, but it, it pales into insignificance when, when I hear you speak as you do. Um, there are a lot of people that listen to this podcast, Rocio, that really struggle when faced with roadblocks in life, uh, challenges. Um, what, what, was there a moment, I, I hear what you say about, you know, only you could decide to turn that life around and uh, forge your own path in life. Was there a moment, was there an epiphany did it, did it get so bad you had to do something or was there, was there a, a realization over time? I'm kind of interested to know what, what gave you the determination to turn your life around as you did so successfully. There was many moments. There was a lot of epiphanies along the way from knowing that this isn't the life that it, it's not the way life is supposed to go to when one of my worst severe beatings right before I left home, my parents were playing ping pong ball with me. I would get beaten up. My father would throw me over to my mother. She would beat me up and they would throw me back and forth until there was a moment where I just had enough. And I, I kicked my father in the groin. If you can only imagine he runs from the room my mother starts laughing uncontrollably. Finally, you got him. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? I think that was a very determined moment right there 
where I'm like, this isn't right. Why are you doing this to your children? Why are you doing this to me? I got the, the brunt of the beatings. So was there a lot of them? Yes, there was a lot of moments when I was seeing, there was moments that I came to my knees. Now there was, it wasn't all easy. It wasn't just like, I'm unstoppable, I'm unstoppable, let me keep moving. Let me share with you, when I was with my son, we were homeless. I was 19 and homeless with a four-year-old. I was working two jobs, traveling on a bus to and from school as I was going, working those two jobs in addition to that. And one day I, I had to make a decision. And I remember as I was in <clears throat> our walk-in closet, looking at the laundry and literally fell to my knees. And I'm like, I have to make a decision to buy my son a gallon of milk or buy him a pair of shoelaces. Like, no, I hope that there's no person that ever has to make a decision like that. It's probably one of the most painful decisions to remember that moment after working so hard and seeing that the odds were still stacked against me. And most importantly, stacked against him, not necessarily me. Wow. Um, I mean, very. I can see that you are um, still very emotional about it, the, the recollections of those times in your life, you know, still very raw, but thank you for sharing and, and so openly as well. In terms of the, the challenges that you've faced subsequent to that, you know, in your business life, though it's very successful, you know, you're a very successful author and you do some amazing things and, and change the lives of so many people, but inevitably you're still going to have those obstacles to overcome in, in business as well. Did you find that the experiences as a young girl, um, as you were growing up, raising your son, choosing between the milk and the shoelaces, do you find that that has given you a resilience, a determination in business that's helped you? Because there are a lot of people listening, Rocio, who, who really struggle to transition from a place of despair, which I guess is the way to describe where you were at, uh, to a place they would dearly like to be. But they find it very easy to adopt this kind of excuse mentality where they feel the world's against them. They, they can't seem to identify the fact that probably the outcomes vest very much in them. Uh, what skills, if that's the right expression, what did you learn that you now use in business? Was it always there? Is it something that's developed over time? I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of struggling to find the words for once on this podcast to, to understand how you are talking to me today, given all the things that you've been through. It is nothing short of remarkable. Uh, so describe the new Rocio Perez to us. I would say, Sandro, I would not change anything for the world. My adversities gave me some of the greatest gifts of my life. What I lived taught me how to be resilient. What I lived where people didn't listen to me taught me how to be vocal. What I lived where people didn't support me taught me to keep moving forward. When I had my dream, when I was walking around with my, my business idea and people were saying, there's no way you're going to make it. You know, First of all, look at where you come from. And not listening to that. I just didn't listen to people. And I kept on moving forward over and over again. Adversity is our greatest friend. 
it teaches us the skills of resilience. It taught me how to, the skills of resilience. It taught me how to continue to move forward, even when people didn't believe in me. It taught me how to be resourceful when I had nothing. Like, let's just be honest, I had no toys. I had to play with my imaginary mud pies and stick figure friends to entertain myself. It taught me how to look beyond what was possible and probable, what was in front of me. It has allowed me to be where I'm at here today, which I get that it's mind boggling for most people that meet me. And I'm saying, when we look at everything that's ever happened to us, think about the great things. Think about the great things that came out of that. I didn't learn how to love and connect with people because my mother was loving and affectionate. I learned to connect because I took the gift of what she taught me. She gave me the greatest gift. And that was the opposite. She taught me that the way that she treated me was not the way to treat your children or human beings. So I had to go in and take a look at that gift. What was it? I remember the day that I had that epiphany. I had brought a client into town. I was coaching this particular client and I needed her to break through. As I'm in the back of the room and I teach this stuff, I'm in the back of the room. I wanted to see it from a different perspective. I'm watching the conference director. He's delivering and I'm like, ooh, wow. Like, thank you, mom. That was my moment of awareness. Thank you, mom. Thank you for everything that you did. Thank you for beating me up because that pushed me away. That gave me an opportunity not to live the life that you are living. And most importantly, to continue to reap those rewards. Incredible. I, I can't help but notice in the background uh, the, the mind shift game. Uh, I'd like to know a little bit about what you do teach, because we're going to talk about the book as well, um, which I've had the opportunity to read. That may surprise you, but um, it's really, really fantastic. Would encourage anyone to, to get hold of a copy if they can, or of course, connect with Rossia. We'll talk about connections a little later. Um, but tell us about what you do teach based on you know everything you've learned uh, in life and that you're talking about to us today. The, and thank you. The mindset game comes from that. <clears throat> Everything that I teach is about affirmations, about self-belief. It's about visualization. We must be able to see our future in order to walk into that future. He who cannot see his future is basically not here, right? They're gone. And whether we're gone in life, we're, we could either be living or we're alive. Those are different things. So the mindset game, I'm going to share with you the a copy of it right here and the mind shift game is a game that helps people do just that that helps people build themselves we have five different categories and like courage that took it took courage to get up every morning and say i could do this and to continue to build that confidence which it doesn't matter i've worked with people who are in 70 million and lose it i've worked with entrepreneurs all over the world it doesn't matter we're in the same place you know when you lose your confidence you lose your confidence it doesn't matter how many companies you've sold or how many businesses you have, vision, to have that vision right in front of you all the time, to look at the power, like you have power, a two-year-old has power, right? They go and they cry, I'm like, I want this toy. And I think about it To here's something that I haven't shared with you from a two-year-old perspective. Today, my son's 30 years old, Sandra. Wow, many happy returns. Yeah, many happy returns. I just had a birthday yesterday. Okay, we're 15 years apart. <laughs> One of the 
the most crazy things ever when, you know, I look in the mirror and I'm like, okay, I have a 30 year old. Okay. That's amazing. And I have a six-year-old grandson. And when I talk about power, I see Emilio and he's like, I've got this. And I, and I help him repeat if a, if a two-year-old, if Emilio can do it when he was two and three and four or five and six, any one of us can do it. Right. And to tap into the energy that creates worlds, the game helps us mold that it has a hundred and 10 cards into it. There's a community wrapped around it. And people start to see their own potential. They, they remember, because I, I truly believe that we all came into this world like a flower. Like it came inside this beautiful seed and everything that it needed was inside of it. We're here to remember. And that's what the game does. It molds itself to the individual and what the individual wants to accomplish. And, and for those listening, this is a proper game, like a, a physical game that you can buy or access. Okay, um, let's talk about uh, the unstoppable success that you write about in your book and that, that you share from, from platforms and the work that you do. Uh, what about some of the secrets of, of unstoppable success? The secret is that not to believe what people have been telling us, right? And part of the secret is that everything is already within you now. It's there. Tap into it in your own internal wisdom. When I do coach my clients, that's the one thing that, that I focus on. And there's the book. The main thing that I focus on is helping them remember that success. To understand that our mind is malleable. What we think, what we believe, everything, our thoughts become our feelings, our feelings become our emotions over time, that become our beliefs, they become our actions. And then at the end of the day, it becomes our results. When we understand that, that whatever it is that we input, whether it is thought, through feeling, or even through physiology, because I don't know, Sandra, tell me, what does a depressed person look like right now? Like, show me physiologically, what does a depressed person look like? That's a, that's a great question because, of course, we don't know, do we? Right. And in most cases, when we think about it, a person starts to bend, right? That there's a physiology into it. That physiology creates a feeling. That feeling creates a thought. That thought goes through the same process. So the secrets to unstoppable success is to always know that you have the ability to be able to transform yourself. Nobody can do it for you you must be willing to be able to do it for yourself. And that we must align a lot of the times we want something. For instance, for me, I wanted more than anything. I remember a decade ago, my clients were coming to me like, oh, I need some of your energy. And I'm like, why do these people have more than what I want? It wasn't the success. No, because I was on TV and radio and magazines and I had graduated and I had business and I had all those things. I wanted a relationship. And I didn't have it. Why? Because I didn't know how to connect. It doesn't matter what you know, because what we know on a conscious level is very different than what we know on a subconscious level. Subconscious level will always override. That is 95% of our programming. 5% is only the conscious part of it. And to always to understand that we must align that. How do we align that? to reprogram those beliefs in the way that we want it to be. And then finally, to have our own roadmap that everything is going to take a process. It's going to take however long it's going to take. A lot of people are like, wow, give me an exact date. I can't give you an exact date because it doesn't exist. For you, it may be three weeks. For me, it may be three months. 
I'm, I'm listening to somebody who is very, very self-aware. You know, you've been on this extraordinary journey, um, very, very difficult at times. But as you say, you've enjoyed a lot of success as well. But you are very self-aware, I would suggest. And uh, I guess my next question, therefore, is how important is self-awareness uh, and, and I guess self-evaluation in the process of becoming successful, whatever success is? And maybe... For you, you might want to try and define that for us. I don't know. But in your own experience, you know, what does success look and feel like? Um, but it's more the self-awareness and self-evaluation bit that I'd like to kind of coax from you with your experience, because a lot of people, I think, do struggle, not because of a lack of talent, but because they have an inability to identify what the problems are and then, as a result, can't take the necessary action. Most definitely. You'd probably ask the million-dollar question right there within it all. The most important thing, that self-awareness is not a key to success. Let's just put it out there. It's not a key to success. It is the key to success, right? Because when we start to understand that our blind spots, we were created, we're a product of our environments. We're a product of the way that we're nurtured, natured, all of that. And therefore we all have blind spots. I would say that all of us have 90 plus percent blind spots. We cannot see what we cannot see because we haven't been exposed to it. If there's an emotion to it, then there's something that's blocking us. It's not allowing us. Maybe we get upset. Somebody says, Sandro, maybe you should, you know, go left in business instead of right. And you're like, no, right? And it's like, but this person has been there, you know, they know exactly where to go. And we take it personally. Anytime that we're taking something personally, we're not being self-aware. We're in our blind spots. Getting ourselves in uncomfortable situations. You may say, how do I get myself out of there? Get yourself in uncomfortable situations. Read books that you normally wouldn't read. Associate with people that you wouldn't associate. Go do activities that you normally wouldn't do. You know, maybe you like you're a basketball person and never considered even playing hockey. Maybe go to some hockey games. Learn that. Maybe you love to read books that are adventure. Maybe go out and read some real life books and stories of people that have overcome adversity. Learn from that. Spend time with people that are not like you. For me, I love spending with time with people all over the world. I have my friends. It looks like the United Nations when we get together at home because I, I just love it. I love associating myself with different people. And I learn how to do the very same object that they show me that I use to drink water. Wow, now they're using to water plants or you know, feed the cow. Who knows what comes out of that? And I'm just constantly like, wow, grateful to see that one object could be used in a million different ways. I, I get I, what I'm hearing is, is a lady who very clearly um, is able to kind of step outside that comfort zone. Now, whether that's based on your experiences, I'm, I'm not sure. I guess it would be to some extent. Um, but where people will be listening to you, just saying, I, I absolutely hear everything she's saying, um, but that all feels really comfortable to associate with people I don't know, to try a new hobby or, you know, to maybe take that step into a new job, for example, all feels very uncomfortable. Um, how, how do people deal with the discomfort that comes with progress? I love it. I love it. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story about Emilio, my grandson, when he was four. And Emilio couldn't catch a ball. One weekend, he's crying. I can't catch it, can't catch it, I can't do it. And by the end of that visit, he tries to catch the ball open-armed. Okay, he's making progress, right? And then finally, he crosses his arms. 
He was making some progress. The next weekend, Emilio, Emilio, let's go play ball. And he's like, no, I can't catch a ball. And I'm like, hmm. In that moment, I realized that this four-year-old, soon to be five, was telling himself and programming himself not to be able to do it. And I have the seven-second video on there, Sandro, where I'm like, Emilio, let me do this. Emilio, repeat after me. And he's always been extraordinary with that. And he's like, okay. I'm like, Emilio, you've got this. And I'm like, who's got it, Emilio? He's like, I've got it. And all of a sudden you see Emilio and he's bouncing up and down. He's like, I got it, I got it, I got it. And I throw the ball and he catches it. First ball ever. And he darts across the room. He's like, I want to see, I want to see, right? That was the moment. It is what we tell ourselves, Sandro, that keeps us in those places. It wasn't easy for me to go into rooms where I didn't know anyone, okay? All I knew is that where I lived, where I came from, was a bad place, and it wasn't comfortable, and anything outside of this has to be better than this, right? I walked into those boardrooms where I was shaking, right? Sometimes I didn't have the time, the right clothes. I went to a picnic, and let me tell you, <clears throat> do you know what onion rings are? Little Funyuns? Okay, I had no money other than 50 cents when I was a little girl. And I've never told this story publicly. So here I go, I bought a loaf of bread and I bought onion rings. And that's what I had. I literally put the onion rings inside the bread to be able to go into a picnic. Okay. I'm like sometimes you have to use what you have in order to get to where you want to, because we're always in the process of becoming. Is it gonna be uncomfortable? Yes, yes, because it's outside of our comfort zone. But let me tell you, when we move beyond that discomfort, it is worth it, we get it. I remember one year I was traveling with a global mastermind coaching people, and we did a volunteer opportunity with children who were ill and had a lot of medical issues. I remember this little girl who walked up there like everything is hard until it becomes easy. She was 11 years old and she was right until it becomes easy. Do the uncomfortable until it becomes comfortable. Yeah, I think there's a Nelson Mandela quote, all seems impossible until it's done, right? Very similar. Um, I, we've mentioned the book. Uh, we're not gonna go without mentioning it again. Unstoppable, fantastic book. I've read it. How do people buy it? How do people get in touch with the lovely Rocio Perez? How do people find out about the mindset game or access a, you know, a copy, whatever? How do people know more about this wonderful lady I'm speaking to today? Oh, you're so wonderful. People can reach me on our website, inventivaconsulting.com. They can find me on LinkedIn. I'm under Rocio Perez, diversity and inclusion trainer. And they can also call me directly. It's like, my number is 303-587-8367, 303-587-8367. You can email me at rocio at inventivaconsulting.com and reach out, call me, text me, email me, message me. You might you might regret the fact you just rolled all those numbers out for people to contact you directly. <laughs> <laughs> but good luck, good luck answering all those calls. Um, yeah, it, as I said, um, for those who have not had the chance to get hold of a copy of the book, make sure you do from wherever you can get a copy. Final question, Rocio, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to extend uh, a little thank you to, uh, I think you are the first guest in 180, who I can honestly say, I kind of get a lump in my throat when you say my name, because you say it in such a 
lovely Latino way. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna acknowledge the fact that you have pronounced my name in a way that no other guest has ever pronounced it. And I'm gonna think I'm gonna stick with your version because it just sounds, I don't know. Um, but thank you. And um, but I'm gonna ask you a final question, and I think you're brilliantly qualified to ask answer this question for us. Um your your <laughs> difficult to imagine you've got a 30 year old son but he comes up to you one day and he says mum you know I've seen everything that you've been through good bad the obstacles the roadblocks the great successes the book the game you know loved by so many fantastic circle of friends close-knit family but if there was one rule to live my life by if you could condense down all those good and bad experiences into one one mantra to live your life by. Mum, what would it be? Wow. Well, first of all, you brought so much emotion to me, just even thinking that my son, you know, comes to me and says that. And we've had many conversations. I would say, I do what makes my heart sing. I do what makes my heart sing every day. And the greatest lesson that I can share with somebody is be resourceful. Follow your heart. It will lead to where you came here to be. I love that. Beautifully succinct. A fantastic answer to our final question. All that remains. I'm, I'm devastated, actually, that the time is now against us. Uh, so we have to draw this to a close. But I'm sure there will be many, many calls for us to have another conversation. You might be one of the few guests who comes back for a second time. We'll try and get that organized. Um, but Rocio Perez, thank you so much from sunny California, but heralding from Colorado for, for joining us and sharing, you know, wisdom. And, uh, you know, I just think it's given us some perspective that actually whatever life throws at us, whatever business challenges we have, however difficult life might appear to be, it's going to be very easy for people to recall this conversation and think, you know, with great respect, if Rocio can do it, then I, I can do it as well. And that journey you've been on is nothing short of remarkable, but the fact you've emerged from that whole experience, the person you are today with all that you're achieving is, is humbling. So thank you very much for finding the time in your busy schedule. And uh, as I said, you will definitely regret the fact that you gave your personal contact information to so many people, but thank you very much indeed for joining us. Sandra, it is such an honor and a privilege. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of you from around the world listening to Rocio today. And of course, for joining us every single week, as many of you do on the Sandro Forte podcast. Remember, we've got new guests joining us every week to share their own insights into achieving success, overcoming challenges, just like Rocio has done. Uh, and I have to say, um, if her son is listening to this, you need to be very proud of your mother. If you would like to email us with any questions for Rocio or for us and the team, it's hello at sandrospodcast.com. Leave a review on iTunes if you would. That's quite important. So we know what kind of guests you'd like in the future. And do connect with me, as I hope Rocio will do. We're, I'm sure, going to become lifelong friends as a result today. It's at Sandro40 on Twitter and the real Sandro40 on Instagram. Thank you once again to the lovely Rocio Perez. Uh, to all that she's achieving, get hold of a copy of that book, connect with her, and thank you once again for listening. Until this time next week, goodbye for now. <laughs>